0: My job is not to go out there and be my best friend. This isn't the best friend
1: making competition. This is the ultimate fighting championship. I think training camp is for kids. I don't sleep in a tent and I don't eat marshmallows. (laughs) I, I, I train all the time. Tough one. Still here, still strong, and getting stronger. If you're passionate about something, you love something, The more you do it, the better you get. When you go to bed late, you wake up early, that's someone who loves what they do. I don't plan to steal
0: shows, I just steal them. (laughs) I am the champion of the world. Let's not forget this Simon Head. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Headline. I'm Simon Head. And on this show, I talk to British featherweight contender, Saul Rogers, who's about to get his featherweight World Grand Prix campaign off and underway on Saturday, September the 28th at the Forum in Inglewood, California, Bellator 228. And he takes on Daniel Weichel. England versus Germany. We've seen a few clashes between England and Germany on the sporting field down the years. This one I'm sure will be every bit as eventful. That forms one of the final four first round matchups that will take place that weekend. Darian Caldwell takes on Henry Corrales. AJ McKee takes on Georgie Caracanian. And there's the world title fight, Uh, Patricio Pitbull taking on Juan Archuleta. The winner of that moves on in the tournament as the featherweight champion of Bellator MMA. So should be a really interesting one down there in Inglewood, California. It's live on DAZN if you're in the States. If you're where I'm based here in the UK, you can catch it live on Sky Sports um, as I say, I chatted with Saul Rogers, the hangman, who's looking to make a dent in this tournament, feels like he's got a point to prove, feels like he's a bit underestimated and um, he's looking to deliver a message as well as a victory on September 28th. And with just about a week to go until that first round fight in the at World Grand Prix, I caught up with the hangman in his training camp just to get a few final thoughts ahead of that big fight. Here's Saul Rogers. How you doing, Saul? Good, sir. Are you doing good to speak to you again, Matt? We spoke not all that long ago, so so we've you know, we've covered a lot of stuff, yeah. but we you know, we're much closer to fight night now. So I mean, and also we've had half of the uh, first round fights have already happened. So the first question was, did you sit down and watch these fights as they happened? Yeah, I sat down and watched them all
1: live, yeah. So uh, what... a few, few of the guys on live with we are not we all sat down together and and had a watch of them.
0: So what was your what was your your sort of verdicts, obviously Derek Campos, Adam Boric, Pedro Carvalho and Emmanuel Sanchez. They're the guys who are through. Um, who stood out to you? Who impressed you? Who didn't impress you? Give us your verdict on those four. Do you know Do you know what? People are going to think
1: I'm biased because I train with Adam. But if you if you watch them fights and kind of, of, of look at them, them them fights objectively, Adam looked like the more complete fighter. He looked like the, the better fighter on the night. Um uh, again the rest the, the rest of the guys were good but I don't know if it was I don't know if it was a situation or there was just some guys I just thought didn't show up in the tournament um that night. So I don't know if them not showing up made the other guys look better, you know, because they, they, a lot of them fights I was just thinking the the um I thought I thought Strauss was um I don't know, he just didn't look the same as he normally does, you know. I thought he was gonna be one of the toughest to to um, watching the competition, but I don't know if it was it was had some injuries or or, or or things like that. But I just feel like he, I, I just expected a little more from from some of them. But that being said, the ones who were through, the tough and yeah, there'll be some tough competition.
0: One of the things I wanted to ask you about, I mean, obviously you know you had the fights, which I'm sure you were, you know, you were paying particular attention to. But I don't know if you watched the broadcast overall. Um, the uh, the panel was sort of debating who the who the dark horse in the competition might be, and uh, Josh Thompson said 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 the dark horse in the competition was you. Um, he also suggested. Yeah, you
1: had... he's a smart guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he also said you had the best wrestling in the in 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 the tournament, which John McCarthy seemed to take offence to. Um, he, he he didn't he couldn't yeah. quite understand that. So I mean. What's what's your take? Do you think you're underestimated going into this? Because perhaps people don't know that much about your about your overall game. You've not you've not fought that many times over there.
1: Do you know what? I'm i think I'm being highly underestimated. Me and Big John. After I get my my win on uh, next Saturday night, me and Big John are going to be having words. You know, what I mean, he was arguing so strongly against me. I'm like, come on, chill, John. But. Again, what Josh Thompson was was saying, he was he say, "Oh, I've got got the best wrestling, or some of the best wrestling in the tournament, or what, whatever it was." Yeah, you've got some great wrestling in the tournament, but I feel like I mix it up extremely well, um, and I feel like Josh Thompson's been the only one from the beginning who's who's kind of who's who's kind of big me up and who's give give me that push. So it's going to be all the more sweeter when I'm when I'm done with this tournament, I've got a belt right wrapped around my waist, I've got my legacy cemented to to kind of sit back and watch all the guys who've dated me, which I've had all throughout my career, you know, this is nothing new to me. And 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 and, and kinda of just, just just it's more of proof to myself, but kind of show them guys as well that like I, I I know how good I am. You just give me
0: the opportunity
1: and that's it. I'll show everybody.
0: Absolutely. And uh, if you remember last time we chatted, uh, I mentioned that British fighters have... It's been kind of a lucky venue, the Forum. Um, oh, yeah. Michael bisbee won the uh, the middleweight UFC title there at UFC 199. Paul Daly uh, nice. produced one of his best-ever knockouts at Bellator 170, the flying knee of Brennan Ward. That was at the Forum as well. So, you know, you're a Brett heading into... into so good territory for British fighters, you know. You know, who have produced the goods there in the past. So, what are we going to see from you in that in that famous nice. arena? I, I like that. I hope,
1: I hope I'm going to get a spectacular finish like that. You know, that's what I'm going out there. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. But like I said, I, I've spoken about this a few, a few times before, and people are saying, "Oh, it's an iconic thing." You know, it's this, it's it. Like, it doesn't make a difference to me whether I'm fighting in my back garden or whether I'm fighting at that venue or I'm fighting at a football, that, like it makes no odds to me. Although it's nice it's nicer fighting in these iconic venues, it's not going to hold any power over me. Whether whether every single British step foot in there has remained undefeated or every single British step foot in there has kinda of lost it, he wouldn't it's going to make no difference to how I'm feeling, how I perform and, and my energy going into that fight. So although all them are great accolades and I'm I'm more than confident I'm going to be adding to them, you know. In a few, in a few years to come, there's going to be some some other young up and comer, um, talking with somebody and you know, they're like, "You know, Ad my, my name's going to be to that list, you know." Saul Rogers defeated Daniel Vetcher by this super spectacular way, you know. But uh, until then, I'm just focusing on what I've got, I've got the task I've got in front of me, you know. Brilliant,
0: and obviously we're we're kind of at the halfway point in in the first round. Four guys have already made it through. We're going to find out who the other four are on September 28th. Let me run through these these matches with you. I'd like to get your take on how this is likely to pan out. So, you know, the main one, obviously, the one at the top is, is obviously the title fight between Patricio Pitbull and Juan Archuleta. How do you see that one going? I want to get some predictions from you here. I see
1: Pitbull winning a decision, closest, a close decision, maybe a, a split decision what? for Patricio Pitbull.
0: All right, and you've got AJ McKee undefeated. Uh, a lot of hype coming into the tournament against uh, Georgie Caracanian, who's who seems to have been around forever. So you've got this this uh, this young undefeated star versus this seasoned vet. How's that one going to go?
1: I feel like again AJ is going to be victorious. I feel like he's going to end it quick with with like a knee or a head kick KO, or again it's going to be a decision. But AJ McKee being the winner in that fight.
0: Okay, cool. And uh, the third of the four matchups is Darian Caldwell, former bantamweight champ, going in there against Henry Corrales, who's been on on a decent run of form uh, at, at 100, 145. So, I mean, what do you make of that one? That looks like a good one on paper.
1: Yeah, it's, that that's a real, real good fight. But I feel like um, Corrales stopping. I mean, I feel like um, Caldwell um, stopping Corrales. Okay. A stoppage, within a... Within we'll the three rounds, you you'll get the stoppage, maybe a DPL. Okay, and
0: uh, the, <laughs> the last the last one is uh, Daniel Vitell versus this 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 guy from England called Saul Rogers. I mean, tell me a bit about him. How's how's this one going to go?
1: I've heard that Saul Rogers is is, is, is a beast. He's a beast of a man. Um, I feel like that's going to be uh, one of the fights of the night with Saul Rogers stopping Daniel Vitell within inside two rounds. So Rodgers will stop playing with each other in two rounds.
0: In, in terms of, you know, being being that it's a tournament rather than just a run-of-the-mill fight, are you approaching this in any kind of different way or are you just trying to treat it the same way as you've treated all your other previous matchups?
1: Like, he's, the, the, again, I'm in a tournament but this is a fight to me. Like, the tournament is is not even a second fight in my mind. The, the million dollars is not a second fight in my mind. The belt is not a second fight in my mind. you know, I'm just dealing with what I have to deal with. If if, if I treat this as, as a tournament and my, my energy is pulled up uh of potentially who who am I gonna fight after this or like what is how is that gonna help the situation of what I've got, the job I've got in hand? Again, if I start focusing on the million dollar prize money, it's not gonna help me if I focus on the bell all that other kind of stuff. If 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 all I do is focus on every single person they put in front of me, four guys they put in front of me, every single person they put in front of me everything else takes care of itself you know the belt comes with that the million dollars comes with that my legacy comes with that all of that comes off just focusing on one fight at a time so focusing on a big picture is going to do nothing but hold me back put my energy in ways I don't want it to go so again I beat every single guy they put in front of me everything else will take care of itself
0: excellent and uh, one thing I did want to ask you obviously you know this is this is the biggest stage of your career, right? You know, you're on, you're on a huge show. You're part of a massive tournament with the best 145 pounders out there. Um, and you've got basically an, an unpoliticized run to the belt. There's no, there's no danger of politics or any kind of messing around standing between you and the gold that you want for your career. You just have to win four fights and you get it all right. So given all the trials and tribulations that you've been through earlier in your career and, you know, it's all been well documented with Tough and everything that followed after that and then coming back to Europe and trying to trying to get things back on, on track over here. And now now you're back over in the States, you're with Bellator, you're in this huge tournament, and you've got it's not a free run, but you've got a clear run where you know you win four fights, you're a millionaire, you're a world champion. I mean, how much does it mean to you to be in the position that you're in now, given everything that came before it? You know what? For a long time I, i've always believed in my abilities and
1: you know you know the situation with the tough and all that for a long time I was kind of bitter and i felt like a place of entitlement you know because i win the element fighter and you know what comes with that you get contracts and you kind of set for that so like i've always thought i was kind of above what i was or that i didn't have to kind of work for anything you know like, oh i've done this now so everything else should kind of come to me and and that was a very very bad mindset it was a destructive mindset i carried around around me for for a short while or, or a, a couple of years after after all that situation and and then one i actually signed with bellator and i i kind of looked at this new opportunity and this new venture and this new this new promotion i can go out there and showcase my talents to and and, and build up my um and, and building my legacies, my whole mindset changed. My 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 whole mindset flipped. So I feel like this is the first time in my life i I've I've got a great home behind me. You know, Bellator are, are, are doing massive things. They're uh, they, they've put me in this tournament, which is absolutely huge. And I feel like this is where I need to be you now to so have the best fights and just just just. Kind of have the freedom to be who I wanted to be, who I who I've always wanted to be. You know, don't I always have to think I'm going to have to fight at this promotion? I look at this, look at this. I'm fighting for Bellator. I know my objective. My objective is be the Bellator Featherweight World Champion. I win that. You know, what I mean, I'll be hunting for them other belts too. But my main focus is be the be- Bellator Featherweight World Champion. So I'm I'm so grateful and, and and blessed that I've I've kind of been given this second chance and and and. You know, I mean, I've I've been given the spot to, to kind of be me.
0: There you go, the Hangman Saul Rogers representing the UK in the Bellator Featherweight World Grand Prix Saturday, September twenty-eighth at the Forum in Inglewood, California. Live on the Zone in the US, live on Sky Sports in the UK. He's fired up for it, as you can tell. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be an excellent night of fights. You've got Bellator Europe 4 and Bellator 227 taking place in Dublin on the Friday night. Then you've got Bellator 228 in California on Saturday night. It's it's a big weekend for Bellator MMA. Plenty going on, plenty of big name fights, big name action taking place inside the Bellator cage on both sides. Of The Atlantic Uh, check out coverage all weekend long on MMA junkie. I'll be in Dublin with uh, my partner in crime Abby Saban and then the guys from junkie stateside will be on site on scene and covering all the events in Inglewood, California as Saul Rogers looks to defeat Daniel Vichel. Darian Caldwell takes on Henry Corrales AJ McKee faces Georgie Caracanian and then there's the title fight Patricio Pitbull taking on Juan Archuleta should be a packed weekend thanks a lot to Saul for catching up with us thanks very much for listening to this one follow me on social media at Simon Head on Twitter at Simon Head Sport on Instagram Uh, you can read me on MMA Junkie BBC Paddy Power RT Sport and uh Enjoy the fights. We've got a busy, busy couple of weekends ahead. Next weekend, we've got the Bellator Doubleheader plus UFC Copenhagen. So if you're a fan of fights, and if you're listening to this, I'm guessing you are, then you've got yourself a busy couple of weekends ahead. Get the beer in the fridge. Get the place in front of the TV booked because uh, you're going to need to get yourself a good spot. Loads of good fights happening over the course of the next couple of weekends. Thanks for joining us on the show. Enjoy that packed slate of fights. And I'll speak to you next week.